Hello, and welcome to 10 Things We Have to Tell You. In this podcast, we will be going over different top 10 lists ranging from funny, scary, sad, heartwarming, and much more. Time to send it to the studio with Kendra and Brandon. Welcome back to 10 Things We Have to Tell You. This is Season 1, Episode 3, Top 10 Dumbest Ways Criminals Were Caught. We found so many options to pick from that we decided to separate this list into a few categories. First up, dumb criminals that told on themselves on social media. Our top 10 titles are number 10, feet attached to a person, number 9, the Facebook finger flap, number 8, my bad, number 7, Florida woman strikes again, number 6, consistency is key, number 5, OMG breaking into someone's house right now. Number four, let me see those hundies. Number three, Saskatools. Number two, the selfie killer. And number one, telling the future. I have to tell you, I have never laughed so hard as while researching these these particular ten idiots. Yeah, they do seem particularly dumb. I mean, the the number ten had me gasping for air because I was laughing so hard at this guy. Like, how are you How are you this dumb? Like, I don't understand. It's almost like, you know, you should have been swallowed instead. You know, like, yeah, well, I didn't ask to be here either, so. Facts. <laughs> Thanks, Mom and Dad. <laughs> Alright, number ten. Starting this one off strong. Feet attached to a person. In January of 2015... The Somerset County Police Department in Maine were busy looking for a man named Christopher Wallace, a 24-year-old accused of stealing a propane cooking stove and a cast-iron wood stove from a camp. The police were unable to locate him for close to two months. It seems like Wallace was probably going to get away with it. Until, that is. Wallace posted his location on Snapchat, commenting that he was back home in Fairfield, Maine. Police arrive at his location only to be told by another person at the house, 20-year-old Erica Hall, that Wallace was not there and she hadn't seen him in weeks. The cops were not fooled, but they still couldn't find Wallace in the house. Wallace decided that he should, once again, brag about where he was hiding while the cops were searching the house. It's like freaking like doing that location thing on snapchat or whatever (laughs) like i'm right here i mean while they were searching the house he can hear them and he's like they can't catch me take a selfie he posted again on snapchat laughing that the cops couldn't find him while he was hiding in a cabinet in a facebook post describing the arrest the somerset county police department are quoted as saying a search of the kitchen cabinets turned up some food some pots and pans, and also a pair of feet. The pair of feet just so happened to be attached to a person, and that person was Christopher Wallace. Both Wallace and Hall were arrested on the scene. Wallace faced charges of burglary, theft, and violating the conditions of his release, and Hall was charged with hindering apprehension. I mean, first of all, how dumb do you have to be to hide in a kitchen cabinet where there's, like, pots and pans, one wrong move, and you're going to hear clink, 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 clink. Or if, you know, it's anything like our kitchen cabinets, you're just going to hear clink, 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 clink anyways. But, you know, like, to hide in a kitchen cabinet and then be hearing the cops 
looking for you and then laugh at them. It'd be even funnier too if like he had like really small feet too and his little feet were what got him caught. Yeah. The little teeny tiny feet and they saw him poking out. (laughs) Like, I just, first of all, that has to be a pretty big cabinet. Like. Either that or he was on that show. Little little people, big world. I don't think that's the case. I I very much don't think that's the case. But I gotta say, if I climb into one of our kitchen cabinets, I live there now. I'm not coming back out. I wouldn't be able to get out. Yeah, that's just, no. I wouldn't even fit in one at all. No. <laughs> I would be so contorted that I would just live there. Right, so we're going to go ahead and move on to uh, number nine here, which is... The Facebook finger flap. Ah, yes. Good old finger flap. So this one was the Facebook photo seen around Jenkins, Kentucky. A 20-year-old by the name of Michael Baker took it upon himself to siphon some gas out of a marked police car. This was parked at the time, though. Was well, a- I'm glad he wasn't siphoning gas out of a moving vehicle. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, you know, it's not, it wasn't, like, running or anything. It was just sitting there, parked, whatever. It'd be pretty uh, funny to watch him try to siphon a guess out of a moving <laughs> cop car, though. Right? It's a pretty harmless crime, you know, in the realm of crimes. Except that Baker took a photo of himself siphoning the gas and flipping off the camera. His whole body was in the picture, face and everything. He then posted the photo on Facebook, of all places, Facebook, gained the attention of basically the whole town of Jenkins. So he thought he pulled off a harmless prank, as there wasn't a whole lot of gas in the car. It was just supposed to be a joke. The Jenkins Police Department disagreed. They arrested him and charged him with theft. The cops quoted, If Baker would steal from the police, he'd steal from just about anybody, probably including his own grandmother. Police also stated that the department would be upgrading to lockable gas caps in the aftermath of the Facebook finger flap. I mean, he's got a point. It's pretty harmless. Like, is it dumb? Yes, it was dumb. And like, yeah, they probably arrested him, but like, I mean, what they do, lock him up for a couple of days probably? I mean, what are they going to... But it's, it's harmless. I mean, he's the one that sucked gasoline out of a tube. <laughs> he's an idiot. I don't care how much, how badly I need gas. I'm not siphoning it. I'm not. Like they literally sell like electronic machines just for that purpose, like not for siphoning gas, but for transferring gas from like one tank to another. Yeah, I don't. No, <laughs> but like he wanted to kick it old school. With the... Apparently, <laughs> I don't know how many, how much access he would have to. One of those machines at it in Jenkins, Kentucky. I've never even heard of Jenkins, Kentucky. Me either. So, if anyone listening has heard of it, let us know because it sounds made up. It it does. <laughs> and Baker, probably Baker Mayfield. Just saying. His name was Michael. What do you have against Baker Mayfield now? Oh sure, you get all mad and offended when I roast Baker Mayfield for five years. Michael Baker. His last name was Baker, so that counts. Sure. (laughs) You got all upset when I would roast Baker Mayfield for being Baker Mayfield. And now... I just accepted it. No, you accept that I'm mean to you. You would not accept me being mean to Baker. Is it because I did nice things like buy you a Baker Mayfield shirt? Probably. Fair enough. (laughs) 
Moving on to number eight. My bad. We've talked about this. Teenage boys are idiots. Teenage girls can be idiots too, but teenage boys are a particular brand of idiot. Teenage girls mostly just resort to murdering other teenage girls. There's a lot of hormones, okay? You don't know what it's like to be a teenage girl. It's awful. It is truly awful. You, you're crying and you're mad and you don't even know why. You don't understand, but your body's like, well, now you're crying and you're mad. Enjoy. Have fun. Teenage boys are a special brand of idiot. It's just the way it is. On December 31st, 2012, 18-year-old Jacob Cox Brown brought in the new year with a party. He was drinking, but decided that he needed to go home anyways. He hops in his car, drunk as a skunk, and begins his journey back to his home in Astoria, Oregon. While driving down the road... I need to interject here, because Astoria, Oregon is a fucking shithole. <laughs> okay. Was that yeah. relevant to the story, or did you just yes. need to say that? The only thing it's famous for is, like, the fucking Goonies house. And, and like, this kid. In the school where, like, Kindergarten Cop was filmed. Like, th that's it. Wow, you're really <laughs> banking on pissing off a whole town, aren't you? <laughs> No one there is going to listen to it anyway. <laughs> we already have a listener in Oregon. Yeah, Oregon. Probably important, though, not Astoria. I don't... I don't remember. I'm a bad friend. <laughs> okay. He hops in his car, drunk as a skunk, and begins his journey back to his home in Astoria, Oregon. While driving down the road, he sideswiped a parked car. Upon his arrival back at his home... Cox Brown posted a Facebook status that said, and I quote, driving drunk, dot dot dot, classic, winky face, but to whoever's vehicle I hit, I am sorry, tongue sticking out face. Two of Cox Brown's friends saw his post and immediately reported him to the Astoria police, who were already investigating the hit and run. Authorities arrested Cox Brown and charged him with failure to perform the duties of a driver. Police stated that Cox Brown's Facebook post was not sufficient evidence that he was, in fact, intoxicated, so they could not charge him with a DUI. I mean, that tracks. That... Cops not willing to do their job, that tracks. But I, I, I feel like they have a point that he... I mean, he's a teenage boy. Teenage boys are dumb. But the police coming straight from the underground. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> Just so we're clear. We don't need that kind of negative press. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying we don't need that kind of negative press. Okay, so moving on to uh, number seven, which is Florida Woman Strikes Again. So are you ready to be shunned by sheer stupidity? Always. Always. Always, yes. On October 10th, 2015, a Florida woman, 23-year-old Whitney Beale, she live-streamed herself driving while drunk on Periscope. So for those who don't know, Periscope is a live-streaming social media platform. So Beale can be heard saying, I'm driving home drunk on the video. Her viewers begged her to pull over, find a different way home, but she continued to drive, of course. Good Samaritan called 911 and reported Beale. The responding officers claimed that they could smell alcohol on her when they arrived on scene and that she failed multiple sobriety tests before she was arrested. <laughs> she also threw up in the back of the police car on the way to the station. <laughs> My worst nightmare, being in a cop car and then throwing up. And then they just gotta get back there and hose that nasty stuff out. Like, ugh. Listen, Gross. 
I threw up enough for me and 12 other me's when I was pregnant. I don't need to clean it up on top of that. <laughs> she pled no contest, received a sentence of 12 months probation, alcohol evaluation, and treatment, a 10-day vehicle impound, six-month suspended driver's license, and was prohibited from going to bars and or drinking alcohol. It's pretty standard for a first DUI offense. Yeah, seems like it. Uh, the ADA that prosecuted Beale's case said that she also received an enhanced sentence because she was publicly flaunting her disregard for the safety of the community, which I feel like that's fair. And true. Yeah. Beale's enhanced sentence tacked on 150 hours of community service and 10 days of weekend work release to the other terms of her plea deal. I don't feel like that's enough. Yeah. I feel like if you drive drunk, it needs to be super harsh for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Don't be an idiot. Don't drive drunk. Call a friend. I'd much rather you call me at 2.30 in the morning and I have to come pick you up than for you to drive drunk. I mean, who are we kidding? We don't drink. We don't really know anybody that does drink. But, you know. Right, we have one friend between the two of us and it's your friend. I... No, 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 no. You have one friend between the two of us, and it's my friend. I have lots of friends. Oh, right. Yeah, you have your... I have my gaming friends. Yeah. My little cult, as we are. Yeah. It's you, hard to make your friends as an adult. You have one friend. I have lots. Which I never thought I'd ever say, ever. I just don't like people that much. Maybe people don't like you. That's fair. Moving on to number six. Consistency is key. Not gonna lie, this one is a doozy. I felt nauseated basically the whole time I was reading about this and typing it up. Do you remember Dylan Roof? Yep. Absolute piece of shit. Yeah. He went into a church in Charleston, South Carolina, and shot and killed nine black people. It was pretty clear from the start that his motivation was racial. He was arrested without incident and was seen entering the police station with a bag from Burger King, indicating that the police had stopped and gotten him something to eat or drink on the way in. Yeah, I, re I remember seeing that, and that pissed me off so much. I'm like, seriously? Like... <laughs> Just, like, slaughter nine people, you're gonna fucking Burger King, like... Yeah, slaughter nine black people, gets arrested without being shot or killed, and they get him something to eat on the way back. Mm-hmm. And speaking of shootings and stuff, I mean, have you seen how many we've already had? It's only fucking January? Yeah, it's not even the end of January. Like, it is the end of January, but it's it's not. Absolutely you know? insane. It's... Yeah. Did you hear about... I assume you heard about the second shooting in California that happened, that the, I think the mayor maybe was in the hospital visiting the victims of the first shooting when he was briefed on the second shooting. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's fucking wild. It absolutely is. Gotta love the country we live in. Yeah. Back on the bunny trails. So Dylan Roof, bad dude. Bad, bad vibes. Well, it would appear that his particular brand of awful runs in the family. 
In March of 2018, Ruth's 18-year-old sister Morgan was arrested after posting on Snapchat, a quote, I hope it's a trap and y'all get shot, referring to her classmates at her Columbia, South Carolina high school participating in the national school walkout and protesting gun violence, particularly in schools. After her arrest, she was charged with two counts of carrying weapons on school property for bringing a knife and pepper spray to her school. No students were injured, thankfully, but it's obvious that Morgan was hoping some of them would be. It's just a whole family of crazy. Yeah. And it's it's obvious that Dylan didn't get to be his particularly awful brand of racist in a vacuum. Obviously, it it's something that he learned one way or another. And Morgan must have picked up on it, too. So, I mean, good riddance to both of you. Yeah. I don't really care. Absolutely. You deserve it. Scums. Okay, so moving on to number five, we have got... If I can read here. OMG, breaking into someone's house right now. (laughs) Are you proud of yourself? Yeah. So, uh, after that bummer of a story, here's one that's a little bit lighter. This guy brings a whole new level of dumb to the game. 19-year-old, so basically still a kid. Jonathan Parker of Martinsburg, West Virginia. That explains like 50% of it right there. Broke into a home looking for some items he could sell. Climbed in through a bedroom window. Ransacked the room and stole two diamond rings worth about $3,500. Home's computer was in the same room. So he decided to have himself a little sit. Logged in Facebook, checked his news feed, and then left the home. He missed one very important step, though. He never logged out of his Facebook. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When the victim noticed this, they reported it to the police, who immediately arrested Parker. (laughs) I mean, that... That's just so dumb. (laughs) So dumb, man. Like, one little click got you caught. One little click that you forgot. Yeah, I mean, we've heard of people losing their job at, like, the Apple store when customers log into Facebook and don't log out and the employee goes and posts a Facebook status or something dumb. But this is just a whole new, a whole new brand. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you tired? Yeah, I am tired. I've been alone at work the past three days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know you're getting so much so much empathy from your partner, who's mm-hmm. an accountant going into tax season. You work like three months, really hard. Oh, get wrecked! I work really hard year round. Okay, you work extra really hard for those three months, though. Yes. But you don't do it by yourself. When was the last time you pulled a hundred-hour week? That's what I thought. Moving on to number four. Let me see those hundies. In early 2019, 29-year-old Orlando Henderson was gainfully employed by a branch of the Wells Fargo Bank in Charlotte, North Carolina. By the end of the year, though, he would be getting arrested in San Diego on suspected fraud and loan fraud. It's believed that in 2019, Henderson accessed the cash vault on at least 18 occasions, stealing large amounts of cash each time. On days where he accessed the vault, he made cash deposits at an ATM near his work. So he wasn't even smart enough to go to, like, a different part of town. Right. He just went to a different ATM and deposited the cash. 
into his own bank account. Very he, smart. He even used $20,000 as a down payment for a car. I can't find any confirmation of this, but it's also alleged that he destroyed documents and either made entries or caused others to make entries to cover that missing cash. Multiple times throughout the summer, Henderson made Facebook posts with pictures of himself holding large stacks of cash. After putting $20,000 down on a brand new Mercedes, Henderson then filed false documents with the loan provider, bringing on those pesky little lawn for lawn. That's where we're at right now. Loan fraud charges. Henderson was arrested without incident in San Diego, California on December 4th, 2019. He was then charged with two counts of financial institution fraud, 19 counts of theft, embezzlement, and misapplication, 12 counts of making false entries, and one count of transactional money laundering. The max penalties for the fraud, theft, and false entries are 30 years in prison and a $1 million fine per count. Yeah, so that's like, what, $34 million and like, what's 300 times 34? Or 30 times 34? A lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole lot of money. Transactional money laundering has max penalties of 10 years in prison and a $250,000 fine, which doesn't feel like that much when you owe... $34 $34 million. It's thought that Henderson stole a total of 88 grand from the bank vault. I'm not sure of the results of his trial. The prosecution had photographic evidence. So I feel like he probably took a plea deal or. Well, yeah, I mean, you like. You can't, like, fight it. Like, I mean, like, they have you on camera. I mean, like. Oh, those were ones, not hundreds. That's not me. That's my twin. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. <laughs> my dad has always said, if the cops come to you, I don't care if they have photograph evidence, video evidence, you say, it wasn't me, until I get there with a lawyer. <laughs> wasn't me. So I take the shaggy approach. <laughs> wasn't me. Got a kid around the sofa. Wasn't me. Shottery times, point blank. Wasn't me. <laughs> I've got this down. I can't, I, <laughs> I can't think of anything else right now. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, he obviously did not have a job at a bank anymore. And, yeah, he... Smart choices. Smart choices. I feel like maybe if some of these people had been, like, gentle parented, maybe they would have made better choices. Which is not an an indictment of their parents. It's just we were all raised very differently than kids are raised nowadays where it's, are we making smart choices? Is this the choice that you are comfortable making? Right. <laughs> uh, so we're going to move on to number three here. Filing the top three. We don't have any sound effects, so that's my sound effect. Uh, so number three is Saskatools. So in 2015, the lifeless body of an 18-year-old by the name of Brittany Gargle, Gargle was found alongside a road near a landfill in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. That's a mouthful. It is. A uh, belt was found next to her body, and it was believed to be the murder weapon. Quite a few ways to kill someone with a belt. So, Upon investigation, police found a picture of Brittany on Facebook. Where her friend was wearing the belt. Okay. Pretty pretty solid evidence there, I guess. I guess. 
I don't know. Girls trade clothes a lot, so. So it was the from the night they believe Brittany died. They questioned her friend, twenty-one-year-old Cheyenne Rose Antoine. What kind of fucking name is that? White people, man. Oh my gosh. We we are white people, but white people. Antoine claimed she and Brittany were best friends, but they had been drinking and had an argument. Antoine said that she had no memory of strangling Brittany. Cops were able to use more Facebook posts to create a timeline for the women's night, but Antoine attempted to lead them on a wild goose chase by posting on her personal page, asking where Brittany was. As you do. Oh no, who has seen my friend Brittany? This is very bizarre. I don't know where she could be or what happened to her. Yes, no idea. That belt is sold everywhere. It definitely was not mine. In the end, though, ultimately, one of Antoine's friends came forward, told the police that Antoine had confessed to her after showing up hysterical at her house. Antoine ended up being arrested and charged with second-degree murder. She accepted responsibility for her friend's death and pled guilty to manslaughter. Yeah, she was sentenced to seven years in prison in 2018. That's the Canadian justice system for you. Yeah, seven years does not seem like enough. That reminds me of that guy on the on the Greyhound that, like, freaking cut the dude's head off while he was sleeping. You remember that? No. Yeah, like, there was, like, this dude from Canada, and, like, he's out, like, right now. He's been out. He, like, cut this dude's head off on a Greyhound bus while, he, while the guy was sleeping, and then, like, started, like, eating parts of it and stuff, and, like... Okay, that's really gross. Yeah, it was, like, it was wild. Like, I don't know the whole details and all that, but, like, he's, like, out and about in the world right now. Like, this didn't happen that long ago. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. Sam, I am. Moving on to number two, the selfie killer. On February 4th, 2015, 17-year-old Maxwell Morton and 16-year-old Ryan Mangan were hanging out in Ryan's bedroom in his Jeanette, Pennsylvania home. The boys were messing around with a semi-automatic 9mm handgun. I'd like to reiterate my point that teenage boys are stupid. They make dumb fucking decisions and do bad things because their brains just aren't developed as much as they should be. Who is like, ah, we are having such a fun time. I'm going to see your bet and raise it by playing with a 9mm handgun. That seems like fun. Let's do that. I mean, they literally make toys and airsoft and stuff that you can use instead. Or just don't play with anything that looks like a gun. Play some video games. They have plenty enough violent video games to play along with. Or be like I was when I was a kid and do the fake wrestling with friends. Like, you know, whatever. Wow, you just showed your age real hard, buddy. Yeah, I'm old. So Morton approached Ryan and shot him in the face under just under his left eye, killing him instantly. Morton then took a picture of himself smiling while standing next to Ryan's slumped-over body before taking the gun and leaving the Mangan family home. He later told a gaming buddy in Wisconsin about the murder, and when this gaming buddy was like, nah, you didn't do that, he was like, sure I did. And then he sent the selfie that he had taken of himself with Ryan's dead body on Snapchat as proof. The gaming buddy was uh, not a monster and was like, whoa, not fucking cool, dude. And then went and told his mom and saved the picture, obviously. Police were alerted and then used the photo to tie the murder to Morton. They, prior to getting this lead, they had no idea who would have done this. I don't think anybody knew that Morton had been in the house. So they really didn't know who had killed Ryan. 
He was arrested and charged with first-degree murder, but ultimately was convicted of third-degree murder and was sentenced to 15 to 30 years in prison. Morton is quoted as referring to the murder and the selfie he took as, quote, messed up. Which is, my friend, the understatement of the year. Yeah, I, w- I would say so. That's ah. a little bit more than messed up. That's like, oh no, I burnt my toast. That's messed up. Not Your oh. toes or your toast? Toast. Okay, well, Mumbles McGee, I don't... I didn't mumble. I specifically said toast. I heard toes. I was trying to figure out how you burn toes. Clean your ears out. (laughs) So, these two boys were in a school that was for troubled teens with behavior problems. So, that's how they became friends. And Morton's parents are quoted as saying things like, this was just a terrible thing that happened and he shouldn't have to pay for it for the rest of his life and blah 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 you know he experienced so much racism and all of this and you know his life is is ruined because of this thing that happened and ryan's parents are obviously like good his life should be ruined literally you murdered our son and then took a picture of his dead body yeah like it's not like you like, oh no, I fucking killed this guy. Let me call the police and tell him what happened. Like, no, you like did the opposite of that. You know, like it, yeah, just it's dumb as shit. Yeah. So moving on to number one, which is telling the future. So in 2013, Derek Medina of South Miami, Florida. He put a post on Facebook of his wife's lifeless body saying, I'm going to prison or death sentence for killing my wife. His wife, Jennifer Alonzo, she'd been shot eight times at point-blank range. Uh, Medina, who's a former amateur boxer, claims self-defense, which that just already doesn't add up. I mean... You don't shoot somebody eight times at point-blank range in self-defense. No. And also, you're an amateur boxer. This is like the case of... Ray Rice, mm-hmm. where his fiance slapped him and spit on him, and he—I mean, he was in the wrong. He knocked her out, but she wasn't in the right. Like, but that's besides the point. But like, you're telling me that this man, who was a professional football player, was unable to control how hard he hit somebody. Right. I mean, like, he was scared because she was because she slapped him. Like, I can understand, like. Using the same amount of force, but not completely just going ape shit on her. Like that's just ridiculous. Literally could have just held her with one hand and been like, "Okay, that's, that's it. an elf." Right. Like, I mean, come on now. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, like you're telling me that he was so scared and so whatever that like he felt the need to haul off and knock her out. Right. Nah, nah. Like she wasn't in the right, but he was definitely not in the right. Yeah. That's not what happened in this case, though. No, no. I'm just saying it was similar. So- yeah, I mean, I, I guess a little bit, but anyway, he was stating that Jennifer had started the fight, was attempting to stab him. He pulled the gun and emptied the magazine into Jennifer before taking a picture of her dead body and posting it to his social media. I mean, why would you take a picture and post it? That's just messed up. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Medina's friends quickly alerted the police and he was arrested. 
On February 5, 2016, Medina was sentenced to life in prison without possibility of parole after being convicted of second-degree murder in November 2015. The self-defense claim quickly disintegrated when the prosecution was able to show proof of Medina's abusive past. Tracks. Yeah. The tracks. Absolutely. You don't just move straight up to shooting your wife or, yeah, your wife eight times at point-blank range. Like, there's a workup to that, you know? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Medina was also convicted of an illegal discharge of a firearm and child neglect because Jennifer's 10-year-old daughter was present in the home at the time of the murder. Yay, childhood trauma. (laughs) Thankfully, she did not witness the attack. Can you imagine how scared that little girl would have been? Right. Like, she heard eight gunshots. Yeah, that's... Horrible. I'm glad he got life in prison, though. Obviously. Yeah. So, this has been super fun. I didn't mean to put all three of them, the murders, at the end, but they kind of seemed really awful. So, I feel like they deserved to be caught. Um, the worst were the best. Don't love that. <laughs> the worst were just kind of the dumbest ways to get caught. Like, like why would you take a picture of the dead body that you created? You made that body be a dead body. Why would you take a picture of it and be like, post that shit on Etsy and be like, look what I made. Lols. Lols. What year is this? 2000. Obviously. So that's it for us. That's our top 10 list for this week. We hope you'll join us next week when we will cover, hopefully, a much lighter topic. Thanks for listening. Join us next week when we come up with a brand new top 10 list. Follow us on social media at 10 Things We Have to Tell You on Facebook, at 10 Things We Have to Tell You on Instagram, or email us at 10 Things We Have to Tell You at gmail.com. Have a new list idea? We're always taking suggestions. Please rate, review, and share, and come back again next week. Bye! Bye.